0: Well, Father Harmon,
1: what's up? Are, are we back? Is this actually happening? Now? I think.
0: I think it is. It's we've been on hiatus for right. quite a
1: minute. Quite. It's like been three months. Well,
0: yeah, I think I can't remember. Certainly, I was living in a different continent the last time we spoke. Um, but <laughs> uh-huh. I am back in. We the all land were in different time zones, Father. That's right. Can you even That's believe? Right. Well, are
1: you really though? I mean, yes, you are. Okay, yes, you are. But
0: uh, I am in the land of the free you're... and the home of the brave.
1: Are you in a different province?
0: I am. I am living in Miami, Florida.
1: Oh, Florida man! But
0: I'm not. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that's moved recently. You're not. I'm in a different place as well. So where are you these days? Can
1: you believe it? New York City.
0: So you moved from Houston, Houston to New York City, <laughs> and what will you be doing
1: there? I'm a a student. So we have switched roles.
0: <laughs> We've completely swapped, yeah. I spent the last two years studying in Spain and you were working, like earning your keep, and now, yeah. <laughs> now you're just and now I'm now you're just bleeding. Now I'm
1: a bum. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really expensive to live here.
0: Yeah. I bet. I bet. New York and City. your school's not cheap either.
1: It's not I mean it's an American school, so no, it's not cheap.
0: But Yeah. What are you gonna be <laughs> studying?
1: Uh painting. My friend, mm, very. I'm cool. a painter. I don't very know cool. if you knew that.
0: <laughs> That's great, man. So uh, yeah, so I think after three months, I think we're about settled enough to where we can get back on this horse and and start recording it. Yeah, and I got to tell you, time. like now that I'm back into full time ministry, like I'm preaching now every mm-hmm. day because um, I'm at a yeah, parish, a yeah. Joseph parish in How's Miami. That gonna... It's going great. And uh, unlike last year, like I am presiding and preaching at mass six out of seven days of the week, you know. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. And it's great. So yeah, and it's challenging me. And I hear about uh, 45 minutes of confessions every day. Um, And it's phenomenal, like really getting a chance to live out my priesthood and to really like practice preaching daily, you know. And so, like, this summer has just been really weird with preaching and presiding as a priest because I've been on the move a lot, been moving to different places on my way to Miami. And kind of doing one-off, you know, homilies here and there has been good. And I actually think it's a helpful way to, like, recycle some material when you're, like, in a different country preaching. (laughs) That's right. um, Especially, like, the last couple of weeks. Nobody knows your here. Yeah. That and also, like, we've had all this John 6 for the past couple of weeks. So I've been able to reuse a lot of stuff. Yeah. in new context. But now that I'm here, it's like, well, people are like going to remember me, you know? And so I need to be a little <laughs> bit more proactive about preparing my homilies. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to this. <laughs> it's been good. Right. It's been good. So I, uh, the daily, the daily mass homilies has been good. I try to take a page out of your book and try to just, you know, have one thought, very simple. I haven't gotten to the thing where you do like the Old Testament only, but try to keep it as simple as possible and brief. And then the Sundays has been good too. I've only preached here once. Um, but it went really well. I preached yesterday on the conclusion of John 6. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, it was nice to sort of recapitulate the things I had said in previous in previous Sundays, since I don't know what the people in this congregation have heard, you know, um, right. in the past couple of weeks. You, you can't really guarantee. That's one of the downsides of having so many priests is that the message can be kind of dependent on who you who you go to Mass to, you know.
1: How many priests are there?
0: Uh, there's five of us.
1: Wow. Of so Paris, even lot. That's a lot. Even
0: yeah even with the five of us uh there are, each of us says a mass uh well like i'll have mass six days out of the week plus an, a half hour confession with so many guys still in the community you know
1: uh-huh wow that's great though yeah
0: yeah yeah it'll be good it'll be good uh so anyway i look forward to how this can help me prepare i'm sure it'll, it will like i'm counting yeah. this as work time as we're recording this you know because i'm preparing my homily
1: yeah absolutely absolutely It helped me when I was in the parish for sure.
0: I bet. So how about we just jump right in? What do you uh, did you get a chance to read readings for next week?
1: Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think this week, or yeah, this week that we're talking about, is one of these gospel readings in particular where uh, I had this really great moment in the novitiate uh, and the long retreat of the novitiate, and in fact, it made it into our novice master's book. <laughs> this mm. part- and I don't remember if I've talked about it uh the last time we've gone over this particular passage uh but Jesus just talking about the hypocrisy of of the people mm. I remember I remember like this one in particular came up for me when I was praying over Jesus's trial and mm-hmm. I was like we're so concerned with unclean hands and unclean so you can't go to the meal and yet they're sending this innocent man to death like what's actually going on here this is just kind of ludicrous yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and and, right. and he he kind of he kind of gets at that i think you know he's talking about you don't understand why we're doing this uh, you know mm-hmm. what's the line you disregard god's commandment but cling to human tradition and mm. I think it's also interesting when we pair that with our first reading from Deuteronomy, where Moses and the, and the Lord are talking about how important it is to observe the commandments of the Lord. But I yeah. think it also ties in because he says very clearly in that first part, you shall not add to what I command, nor, mm. you, nor subtract from it. Yeah. Like, think about how good we are, like how brilliant we are at adding things on to what the Lord asks of us.
0: Yeah, or subtracting. Like frankly. to an, I mean, we do this to
1: an un. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. We 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 do this with sin. I think a lot. Like, oh, yeah. God will forgive. No big deal. Kind of mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. uh, a Jonah moment.
0: <laughs> right, right. No, that's huge. That's huge. But the, the the emphasis on the adding, I think, is big. And I think that's kind of the big criticism of Jesus and the Pharisees. And in the daily mass readings we've had recently, there's all this been woe language. All this woe language around. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, for what you do. You know, you tighten your phylacteries and you lengthen your tassels. It's like, what are you adding to the law of God and making it an mm-hmm. undue burden on the people without actually helping them lift that burden? Um, you know, adding to what I've commanded you. You know, you know what I, I was really struck by in the first reading, too, is that um, all, of, all of the law that Moses gives is under the heading of that you may live. And I, and I found that very striking yeah, that when yeah. we often think about the law, especially with the hypocrisy of the Pharisees or how we add burdens on people, life isn't what we're thinking about. We often think about kind of slavery or death, mm-hmm. of like the law yep, is oppressive. Yep. Um, but there's something really beautiful about how Moses describes the law is so that you may live, you know? And that sort of echoes the same kind of positive metaphor in the letter to James that the word, maybe also, you know, the law, but the word that has been planted in you. Um, that great imagery, right? Like there's this Mm -hmm. this seed that is the word that's planted in you that, and I think that's the whole dynamic in the new covenant of no longer the word etched on stone, but the word etched on your hearts, you know, and so that you may live and you have fleshy hearts, you know, like Ezekiel. Anyway, I think you can do something with all that.
1: Yeah. You know, I think there's something there to, you know, this idea of, you know, we're all called to basically be slaves for Christ to submit to God's will and kind of what you're talking about like when we when we use that language of submission of of following observances and commandments like it's it's only in kind of a negative oppressive sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but when you start to actually think about it like we are limiting ourselves to the illimitable god <laughs> mm-hmm. so how mm-hmm. are we actually being limited when we i mean it, it truly is about freedom and i think that's why we talk about so that we may have life. You know, Ignatius, when he talks about our vows in the Constitutions, they're so that we may have freedom. Uh, yeah. Like, I think there's something very important there to keep in mind, that it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. it's not so that we can deny ourselves, but it's so that we can have that true life that has been promised mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through the blood of yeah. Of, yeah. of the cross. Right,
0: right. So it's it's striking to me a little bit that, like, so yesterday we had the end of John 6, and... So we had this great cycle of readings that ended with the bread of life discourse. Um, And then it's kind of, it feels a little bit like a a sharp left turn towards a completely new topic in the cycle of readings. Now we're talking about the law. Do you feel any, like any desire to link it back to what, you know, he who doesn't eat my flesh or drink my blood doesn't have life within them. And now we're talking about the law, you know, and is there a connection there or is it, is it, have we, have we separated out completely and let's do something new?
1: No, you know, I don't think so. I think there's I think the danger is that we often do uh separate them, you know, w- when mm-hmm. we when we uh when we so dis- um distance ourselves from the law of uh, prayer, the law of living, the law of worship. Like mm-hmm. all of these have to work together, right? Like we have mm-hmm. uh the commandment that Jesus gave us was, was to do this in memory of him. So like that's a mm-hmm. part of it now, uh this yeah. great feast this this uh that John Six is all about, the bread of life, and so I don't think there's a distinction there at all. in fact, I think it's it's a natural uh continuation of you know, okay, uh, Jesus gives us the groundwork, and now moses and 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 James are telling us there's a broader scope here that we need to pay attention to. Uh, you know, just mm-hmm. like what Peter was asking, okay, what now, Lord, <laughs> yesterday? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, here, yeah. we, here we go. This is it. Right. And you have right. to be careful. Like, I think there may be a, a cautionary tale here. Like, you have to be careful. Uh, and actually, I'm kind of interested. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I'm going to. <laughs> um you know, you as somebody who in the past and maybe even now somewhat struggle with scrupulosity, like I wonder mm-hmm. w- how these types of readings relate to that. Because Jesus yeah. gives us uh. a commandment, great. And now we, our human part want to either add or subtract or do all these modifications to make it our, to make it our own mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. you know what is God actually asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so the scruple thing is an interesting question because I like that formulation, like don't add or subtract anything from the law. Like that's that's a playground for a scruple, you know, because I'm making sure, you know, like that I'm doing everything plus and minus what the law is giving, you know, with a margin of zero, you know, plus or minus zero. Um, But then sort of the spirit of the law that that Jesus is speaking about with the Pharisees, um, that what defiles really is what comes from within this turn towards the spirit, this turn towards the interior world. For a scrupulous person, it is very liberating, but I also like the scrupulous mind, and maybe it's a prudential judgment too, like my question to Jesus would be like, well, how do you measure that? Like, how do you know that a person is living a life that is in accordance with the new law if what you're saying is, well, it's whatever comes from within, you know? And so the scrupulous person to me says like, okay, but what are the measures that tell me that a person is actually living you know, the law of Christ, if it's not by the external things that we do. Um, And I think he gets to that. It's like, look, but are you thieving? Are you murdering? Are you adultering? Are you (laughs) greeding? You know, like, are you doing the things that are the negative fruits of uh, the spirit? Like, if there are the fruits of the spirit, well, the the fruits of uh, that, even Paul will say later on, like the fruits of the world, you know, licentiousness and all that. Like, that's how you know. So it's a helpful move from scruples and obsession with the letter of the law to, like, the spiritual dynamic of discernment and saying, by the fruits you will know them, you know?
1: Yeah. So how do you, I mean, so he gives us this little list at the end of the of the reading, you know, that you mentioned, uh, evil thoughts and chastity, theft, murder, etc. Uh, like, is that it? Is that our our neat, tidy little list of the things that we have to pay attention to? I mean, we should not do those things. Obviously, <laughs> they're pretty big. Mm-hmm. But like, is there anything yeah. that, that that this list doesn't encompass that we should be taking uh, into into I see, consideration? But I, I guess, but see, and here, not so, not in the sense of adding to, but like keeping in yeah. line with what is the spirit of what Jesus is whor- warning us against.
0: So, uh, so let me let me just like throw a curveball at you for a second. From this list, I mean, how many of the things listed here are precisely the law of Moses, like? Do not no, kill. Exactly, you know? exactly. Do not commit yeah, adultery. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's beautiful is that, like, you could, like Jesus is saying, I'm not abolishing the law, right? Because I'm telling you, don't do these things. But th- the <laughs> very law of Moses is pointing out, like, don't commit adultery, because adultery is born from your heart. Like that's where it comes from. And so let's go deep down and unroot that, like, uproot that sin, that temptation within you. Like following the law on the externals, like that's that's grade school, maybe like that's first chapter, but now let's go deeper and let's say, okay, the law needs to be written in your hearts uh-huh. because these are the very things that, you know, mm-hmm. that Moses is prescribing against, but Jesus is saying, but those are the things that are born from within you before you heard the law and you obeyed it. Now I'm telling you the law is, the law is correcting that which is naturally born in you. So let's go inside and let's uproot it, you know? Um, so yeah, like in this I think Jesus is basically reiterating what Moses already has and so we can add to this list anything else that Moses would have prescribed. Like even Jesus will even say I didn't come to abolish the law at all, you know, but to fulfill it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, I think there's something interesting yeah. there. As you're saying, like uh, this um yeah, the things that come from within, the things that come from come out from within are what defile. That's an interesting line that mm-hmm. I hadn't really considered. Mhm.
0: Yeah, and I don't. I mean, is Jesus calling all things? I mean, he'll do this with with Peter and Cornelius. You know that you can't call any food unclean. You know um, that what we consume doesn't defile us. Now, I may I may push back a little bit here on to Jesus himself and, and retort and ask, well, you know, if I watch pornography, like that's coming inside of me through my eyes, you know, and that's defiling me. Um, you know, if well, I take well. if I take if I take drugs, that's coming inside of me from without, you know.
1: Yeah, but also consider. I mean, uh, that's an interesting connection there with Cornelius. Like consider, consider the commandment that he received in the vision: "What God has made clean, nobody shall call profane." The yeah. things that you just described are not things that God made, but that we have made. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. No, that's good. That's good. Okay, so let's zoom out for a second. In the last few minutes that we have, like we have, we we we've, we've talked about things about law and the spirit, and not adding and subtracting scruples. Um, can I think with the Eucharist? I'm trying to see what's what's my theme. What's my what's my go-to? What's my landing point?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think James is a great is a great place to go for that. Like, okay, what now? Well, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding yourselves. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like what is what are we doing here? Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Here we go. Care for orphans and widows in their affliction, and keep oneself unstained by the world like that's pretty clear <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah you know what's great about that i was like I go do about this. it until you mentioned it. <laughs> i was thinking about this when i was reading the james reading and i forgot about it just until now is that this james reading it posed a similar problem for me with preaching as the discourse of the bread of life is that it's already kind of like a sermon you know and so how do you preach yeah. off of an already a sermon yeah. you know and so it, I just want to stand up there and read what James said again. Like just read the second reading again and yeah. that's a homily right there, you know?
1: You know, I do that. So I don't know if I should do this per se. And when you when when I read it, it makes more sense, I guess. I'm I often do quote sp- specifically passages like these are from St. Paul as like part of my homily. Like I do yeah. try to use these phrases that, that that they use so that we we hear them. You know, it's the repetition. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I yep. mean, I don't think it would be uncalled for or unheard of to end mm-hmm. with, you know, with some of these words of St. James. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. 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 What do you—so, um, I was shocked that the Alleluia verse is the is taken from the second reading. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't really know what that phrase means. Maybe—can you shed some light on that? Would it be, be a kind of first fruits of his creatures?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what—like <laughs> <Okay. laughs> the technical— uh distinction there. But I think it yeah, it goes back to this idea that I talk about all the time of we're not we're not the firstborn. Those are the angels. Uh you know, we're not the world. We well, considering when you which creation story you uh ascribe to, I guess, you know, were we mm-hmm. the first fruits or we were the or were we the, the pinnacle, the ultimate act of God's creation. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's more of a co creation co creator tone to this Alleluia verse, like mm-hmm. we've been we've been willed into being so that we can be with God as His creatures. I don't know, mm-hmm. something like that maybe.
0: Maybe another another nuance there. Just to maybe this will be my my parting thought. Maybe a parting nuance would be like the first fruits are the best fruits. You know, so like be the best of the creatures. So like by God has willed to give us birth by the word of truth that we may be the best of his creatures. Like the the law has been given to us, kind of going back to Moses, that we may have life, you know, and be the best, the best of the creatures living according to God's law. Um, I don't know. Like if in, in sort of pop language, like yeah. your best self is the one that follows the <laughs> law of God, you know.
1: Yeah. Humbly. To yeah. take a line yeah. from James. That's
0: good. No, that's good. that's good. Did he say humbly in this? Oh, yeah. Humbly, we welcome. In the, in the reading above.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Good. Well, that's my parting thought. You got any parting thoughts?
1: Oh, do I need to have a new one? I've been saying that same so. one for like three years now. Well, I can't <laughs> think of one off the top of my head. So, okay, bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe at least say your old one.
1: Okay, go pray.
0: All right, buddy. I'm glad we're doing this again. Till next time. Yeah, pal. All right, dude. Peace.